Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The sport is just going to die if they don't break the designated hitter to the National League. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. <laughs> Yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Yeah, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny, and the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat, in which we recap a dismal and terribly awful Nat season. It's a depressing episode, but I'm in a fantastic mood tonight, so it should be a fun episode. I am Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. I am joined by my cantankerous co-hosts, Nick and Ryan. You can follow no, no, them. No, 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 no. You've used that word before. You've Are you sure? Positive. I don't keep a list. Well, positive. that's tough shit. It's been 70. Oh, I said a bad word. It's been 73 <laughs> episodes. Sometimes they're going to have to get repeated, I think. I'm it's positive. Calling you out. But you were really, really cantankerous today on Twitter, so I felt like it was appropriate. Did you just call us a canker sore? <laughs> yes. Yes. If, if the sore fits. Cankankerous. <laughs> anyway, you can follow them at DC Natchak and at Hashtag Cap. You can follow our digital media coordinator, OPT, at One Pursuit Takes. You can follow our blog contributor, Monty, at M. Davis Taylor. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. How's it going, fellas? It is going. Season's over? Yeah, it feels like I didn't miss much. <laughs> it, was, it was nasty, brutish, and short, to uh, borrow a phrase. Yeah, I just, you know, it it's... It is what it is. Like it do be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. <laughs> it do be like that. Wow. It, it's crazy that this time last year, you know, we were gearing up for a wild card game, and now it's like, you know, we're mad that we have the eleventh pick in the draft, but not because it's too low, because it or not because <laughs> it's too high. high, because it's too low. 
watching Trey hit that grand slam in the last game, which is just what happened to send us into the wild card last year, was a little bit um, ironic and sad. I was actually at that game. I had um, the lender I work with. They have they own a box at Nat Stadium, and I got tickets for that game. I went with my brother, and we were actually in the box watching when uh, they both eliminated the Phillies in that series and locked up the wild card spot. I hate how some people this season, I mean, they do it every season, but they'd much rather eliminate the Mets who weren't going to make the playoffs anyways than, you know, lose just one extra game to jump us six spots yeah, in the draft. Right. Yeah, for sure. I would have rather had the higher draft pick, but like eliminating the Mets Especially, and the Phillies was like, like a it, nice consolation prize. if the win and loss was the difference between one or two spots i mean i get it because like you know it is kind of cool like being the team to eliminate the mets but it would have been at least six draft spots Ugh, that's brutal if they lost those two games to the phillies they've had the number three pick like, well i know some people who say prospects don't matter because most of them don't work out anyway so it's nothing to prospects get too worked up about, are for training and rebuilding Only. and yep. guess what's coming up they matter oh, right now. Rebuild. <laughs> they matter right now. Wait, wait. I thought we were calling it a retooling. Well, the Nats have effectively, you know, positioned themselves out of a retool into a rebuild. Like, if we're being real. They had a well, chance to retool at this deadline, and they missed it. And now we're staring at a rebuild. We're going to do our Nat or not next year to help us figure out who's still going to be here for that rebuild. So we'll save that conversation. Let's get our uh, our weekly fish tank update and fin update before we get to that, though. <laughs> um, not much new. Oh, actually, there is some, well, some sort of news. I'll have more next week. Um, but the, the saga that never ends. So I moved my angelfish back into the main tank. He's doing well. I haven't named him yet. Um, I'm trying to think of someone. May I suggest know, Angel? Uh, now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone from a show that has like a very complex character arc where you might have hated him at the beginning and liked him towards the end. Schmidt, because, new girl. Eh, no. Because Schmidt's like, he's always someone you can laugh at. But, like, I'm talking someone, because, like, you know. Is this it a male fish or a yeah, female fish? Well, it's, it's hard to tell. Like, you can't, there's no identifying features on angelfish to tell if they're male or female. But, like, this fish killed my other angelfish, mm. so he would be the last one standing. He went through a month of rehab while his tail was growing back, and he was fighting it's an infection. Fruit. And now he's, you know, the best fish ever. He's getting along with all my other fish. He's swimming around. He follows our finger if we tap on the glass. Like, he's the coolest so fish ever. So you need a character yes. with a redemption arc. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, I I, so I'm, I'm considering all options, but that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, so if you have any I ideas, see. float them my way. Um, but, you know. It sounds saw, like a Twitter poll to me. I feel, I feel like it does. A... So I had that school of rainbow fish where all of them died except one. Um, so rather than going back to the, to a fish store and paying like an exorbitant amount of money, I decided to try my luck on eBay because it's much cheaper. Um, I don't know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> I don't see what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> but you know, uh, they just shipped today and they're not going to get here till Friday, which makes no sense to me. I don't know how they can spend five days shipping. <laughs> I mean, it's with no food or, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll know more <laughs> next week, but I ordered, <laughs> yes. I, I ordered more fish. 
to be continued. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. It's kind of a wait and see, but I, I was done going back to the fish store <laughs> to buy fish that were inevitably going to like die or kill themselves. And then, uh, so I decided to try it on eBay and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Got it. How about Morgan? Morgan would be a good name, like the Walking Dead character. He went through. I, some, I don't. He went care, through some stuff. I don't care enough about that show to. Like, Should name, name him Brutus. Oh, because he killed his Ed his two brutes. Yeah. Did people Brutus? like Brutus in the end? Kai Su Technon. I like Brutus in the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they do not. He doesn't generally get the good reputation. He was killed by. Wasn't he killed by Poppy later? I feel like after the war. Anyway, doesn't matter. Off in the weeds a little bit. Yeah. No, so what else? Know. Anything else this week besides your fish tank? You tell that to Brutus's family. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, God. Oh, uh, well, I guess I should give an update to my dog. My dog who had surgery last week, he's doing fine. He's still an idiot. Uh, but er- everything's going well in that regard. So. Oh, gets, good. Gets, and your insurance actually covered it and you're good? Uh, as far as I know, it takes 30 days to process the claim. So TBD oh. on that. I'm hoping I don't get a, a fun <laughs> surprise. Fingers crossed on that Yeah, for you. exactly. But... Uh, he gets his staples out on Friday. Oh, I'm so. glad he's doing better. That's great news. Yep. All is well. Excellent. All right, Ryan, what's new in your life this week? Well, this happened last week, but uh, I'm just going to brag again that I did get the PS5 pre-order. Um, <laughs> hey, I, <you>. just, <laughs> I just want to brag about that again. I got that on the first night. Um, please, everyone, stop your jealousy. Um, Finn absolutely loves BoJack Horseman. We're on season five. <laughs> great fan of the show it's a little more serious than i thought it was uh especially for an animated show like it's funny but kind of gets like really real and i'm like this is an animated show yeah, i wasn't for the, expecting this for so those, can you give me a quick rundown i'm not familiar with the show well i was just gonna say for those who don't know ryan he is arguably the person who takes the least amount seriously in the world so any sort yes. of you know deep <laughs> You know, deeper meaning, emotional ties, anything like that, you know, it just doesn't fly with Ryan. Austin Powers is my favorite movie franchise. Oh, so <laughs> good. I knew one day if we talked for enough hours, we would have something in common. God, I love Episode Austin Episode 73. <laughs> no, but. I could watch those movies a thousand times and never get tired of them. They crack me up every single time. Like cackling like a hyena. I love them so much. But it's it's a great show. It's like. Uh, Bojack's the main character, and he was on, like, this famous, like, 90s sitcom, and now it's in, like, present day, and, like, his show was canceled, and it's basically, like, focusing on, like, him still living now, like, he's the greatest thing in the 90s, and though his life sucks, and he's, like, horribly depressed, and then, like, him still trying to, like, come back and show him that he's legit, and trying to, like, find his happiness, really good. Like, I saw, like, it's kind of, like, good reviews. I've had friends who watched it, and, like, the first couple... kind of depressing. Oh, my God, it's so depressing. (laughs) Like, I, like, it's funny, but then, like, it just kept hitting on, like, legit, like, tones, and, like, someone died in, like, the fifth episode. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, this is an animated show. (laughs) And there's, like, like, it's really good, but it's a little too real. Um, But besides that, Finn hates his new collar I bought him, so he decided he's not going to wear it. Um... Because he's, like, too big for his kitten collar. So I took that off of him. I put the new one on. He was freaking out, hating it. So I took it off. And then when I went to put the old one back on, completely calm. Didn't mind it. I was like, oh, of course. Um, so, yeah, now he's collarless. And he's just a naked cat running around my house right now. Naked cat. Naked cat. All right. Well, there you go. There's our Finn update. 
Well, um, I had a couple of exciting things this week. I bought a new car. That was pretty fun. Oh, Ooh, wow. what type? So, so you can put 70,000 miles on it per year? Yeah, it's actually about 40 or 45, still a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I had over 100,000 miles on my last one that I only had for two years. Ooh. I know. But anyway, I got a Subaru Crosstrek. It's very fun. It's got all the bells and whistles. I got like the the, the mapped out. Drives. Oh, is it? I yeah. love it. She just bought it a couple months ago too. Did she? Yeah, it's probably the same one. I got a 2020. It is spectacular. I love it so much. It has Google Maps integrated, which I use all day, every day. So I no longer have to like pick up my phone and deal with it. It's spectacular. And in additional car news, Sebastian, my 16-year-old, got his driver's license this weekend after finishing his behind-the-wheel class, so I don't have to pick him up at work tonight, so that's really big news in my world. I don't have to drop him off and pick him up anymore at work. Nice. We can record at a decent hour now. Well, we're only recording at a decent hour because my husband took my two four-year-olds camping tonight, so I'm not dealing with washing and feeding and washing and teeth brushing and reading stories to see life's much easier without kids <laughs> well that is without a doubt true. <laughs> it's better with them but it is easier without them anyway so that was cool and then uh other than that um my team didn't make the playoffs so that's kind of sucky but i did watch game five of the stanley cup final the other night which i haven't exciting. really been watching much it was Great a pretty game. damn good game double overtime and i'm very rooting for the stars because i hate the lightning i don't mind either team Ugh, i hate the lightning so this i think that it's tonight probably starting right about now while yeah we're they're recording. they're playing right now there's 17 oh, okay. minutes and 34 seconds and counting left in the first period yes it's on All right. tv no, and overtime. back and forth <laughs> I am uh I'm I ducked into my office because my son is why we're we, we're going to be watching Archer shortly so he's got that queued up and we're going to cook some cupcakes and watch Archer so I've got big plans tonight when we're Do done recording. Do you cook cupcakes or bake cupcakes? I mean baking is cooking but not all cooking is baking. Uh so, so it's like a square rectangle thing. It is. It's a square rectangle situation. Right, yes. Gotcha. 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 Just okay. like just like there are playoff teams but the Nats are not a playoff team. It's sort of like that. Yeah. There are t all teams are, you know, all baseball teams are teams, but not all baseball teams are playoff teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And despite more than half the damn league being playoff teams this year, the Nats are not one of those teams. <sighs> Sigh. Speaking of what happened this week with all of those playoff teams, Ryan, would you like to give us your week in review? Yes, and we have the final week in review of the regular season, and the firings have begun. What is expected to be a very, very busy offseason is now getting started. Uh, the Angels fired their GM, Billy Epler, and Ron Renicky, Ranky, have you said that man's last name, is let go as the Red Sox manager. With the regular season ending, we finally have our playoff field set, and we have a great one. The eight American League teams are the Rays, Blue Jays, Cleveland, Yankees, Twins, Astros, A's, and White Sox. And the eight NL teams are the Dodgers, Brewers, Padres, Cardinals, Cubs, Marlins, Braves, and Reds. The playoffs begin this week, and on Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to have eight playoff games. That's playoff baseball for 12 hours, and I am hyped. To the National League East, winning the division for the third straight year, we're the 35 and 25 Braves. Freddie Freeman is more than likely the NL MVP, but they do have the bad luck draw of getting the red hot reds in the first round. Braves look to end their MLB record streak of most consecutive first round exits. 
Then second, <laughs> and second were the 31 and 29 Marlins. And baseball is truly weird sometimes. The Marlins clinched their first playoff berth in 16 years at Yankee Stadium. They beat Derek Jeter's Yankees at the time. Um, Derek Jeter is now the owner of the Marlins and helped his team clinch in Yankee Stadium. And the Marlins clinched their playoff berth on the four-year anniversary of Jose Fernandez's death, a day that changed the franchise forever and thought they would not be able to overcome. Four years later, they're in the playoffs. And third are the 28 and 32 Phillies, who finished at or below 500 for the ninth straight year. They have the longest playoff drought streak in the National League. The Phillies needed to go two and five over their last seven games to make the playoffs. They went one and six. Phillies' attention now turns to their GM, who was on the hot seat as they spent almost a billion dollars in the last three years. Phillies are unsure if he will be let go as they do not want to pay the remainder of his two-year contract after all these losses and then hiring a new GM. They're an absolute dumpster fire right now, and it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Tied for fourth are the 26 and 34 Mets. Absolutely nothing going on with them. Their sales complete, and DeGrom still has a good chance of being the Cy Young. And the 26-34 Nationals, who ended up with the 11th pick, Dave Martinez signed a three-year contract extension with an option for a fourth year, according to USA Today and confirmed by Masson's reporters. Juan Soto plays right field in case they sign a left fielder, and they are the only 2019 playoff team to not be back in the 2020 playoffs, and they were a game away from being the third worst defending champ in MLB history. If you live in D.C. and miss going to Nats Park, you have a special chance to see Nats Park like never before, but only if you register and vote. Nats Park on November 3rd is going to be a massive polling place, and you have a chance to know the few fans to go and see Nats Park this year. Go to dc.gov to register to vote or vote.org to register to find your polling place. Early voting has begun for some states. I went out and did my early voting this week. And you, yeah, you can as well. Do your part because God only knows what November is going to be like with flu and COVID being rampant. This has been your week in review brought to you in part by your local neighborhood Chili's. Make sure you take advantage of their $5 Margo-Ritas through carryout. And some dining rooms are open if you like to go inside and meet your local neighborhood, Terry. I had very nice. Night. It was very good. I miss that place. Mm-hmm. I miss lots of places. I Remember also, going places? That was awesome. I know. I, I actually, like, usually I do, um, like, curbside, but this time, you know, I did, like, takeout, so I had to go in. And just going into that one counter and then just looking into the bar area and seeing some people there, you know, just just hit me, man. I wanted to be back at our booth. I guess it's not a booth. It's a table. But Ryan and I, we have a table with it's our homies. Spot. <laughs> yeah, we go there every single time. No one was sitting there, so, you know, if someone was sitting there, it would have been a problem. But no one was sitting there. Well, lucky for them, nobody was sitting there. Yeah, and you know what's actually fun is our Chili's actually renovated a little bit. Like, they kind of renovated the, the to-go area to make it like a, you know, an actual, like, counter pickup place. So they took away some tables. So we are actually, like, the last table now. So there's less people around us when we go. So it's pretty nice. I'm looking forward to get back whenever, you know, the world resumes. Yeah, which keeps 
you know, remember when that was two weeks to stop the spread? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to remember that. the curve. <laughs> right. We're, we were, what were we, we were flattening the curve or something? It feels like forever ago. No, it's we're just, big, listen, it's a big curve. We're just flattening <laughs> upwards now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's October. It's, a, it's the same thing that's happening with my stomach. Aww. Yes. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. All right. Well, we have a segment that we haven't done before, which I think will be fun. We're going to do, it's going to be a rapid fire segment called 2021, Nat or Not. So this is going to be the guys who either are on expiring contracts or there's options that the team may not pick up, that kind of situation. So I will start with Adam Eaton. Bye, bye, bye. Nice. Little Backstreet Boys. Don't let, oh, first of all, that's in sync. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this past my time. I was more of a yes, New Kids on the Block kind of person. New Kids on the Block, 80s. <laughs> Are you sure that's in sync? Uh, yes. They're my first concert. I'm pretty sure it was in sync. I my saw them. Is that really your first concert? Yeah, I saw them in kindergarten. My first New concert <laughs> was uh, Kenny Chesney. Nice. My first concert was New Kids on the Block. So I got a boy band first concert too. Hmm. At the Delaware State Fair in 1988. Um, did you have God, a NSYNC? <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> did you have a NSYNC uh, backpack when you were in kindergarten? I think not. I had a well, Charizard lunchbox. That's pretty cool. <laughs> what was kindergarten is five years old, right? So it was 1982. Probably not an NSYNC backpack. <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> okay, anyways, yeah, Adamine's gone. Uh, you don't think they're going to bring him back on a cheaper deal? I think they're going to try to bring him back. I no, really the, the, fact, the fact that Juan Soto started playing yep. right field when he got hurt. Mm, that's a very good point. Dave Martinez literally said he's playing there because they're look, like basically looking for a left fielder. He's gone. And the fact that Rizzo keeps talking about him in past tense. Rizzo's very, <laughs> that was on the junkies this week. I was like, damn, dude, that's harsh. Okay, but he is, it's not like he died. <laughs> he, he is very calculated. So, like, that wasn't an accident. Yeah, Rizzo, he's very deliberate when he speaks. He knows what he's saying. That's why, and, you know, we don't have this in a show doc, but he was very, like, specific not to mention the contract details for Davies' extension. Like, yeah, like he even specifically said he didn't want to talk about which it, which is so, weird, right? So weird. Okay, that that was very weird because he would like ask the reporter how much he made, and he was like, "We're keeping this private." So, like, to me, that kind of screams off that it's on an one-year deal. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like an. I thought like, you said that it year. was a three-year deal in your weekend review. So, it's it's very confusing because USA Today says a three-year deal, and then ESPN which would match that. Rizzo's deal. Yeah, FYI. that makes sense. But then, but then Alex Chappell during the game says a three-year deal. So I was like, okay, well, if Alex Chappell and Bob Carpenter are saying it's a three-year deal with the option, it's more than likely a three-year deal. But then Rizzo, like, did that, and that's, like, not a normal thing you do. I don't know. Maybe he was just in a bad mood when he woke up or he hated that reporter, but it was weird. Yeah, it yeah. was a little weird. Right. Okay, so. Anyways, yeah, Rizzo's very deliberate, so I agree with Ryan. The fact that he was speaking in, you know, past tense and – you know, he, like Ryan said, he's very calculated in the fact that Juan Soto, who is your foundation, is your cornerstone, is moving to right field, even, you know, even though... And played a, great there. Yeah, even though it's like a, what, a four or five game sample size, you don't just throw <laughs> around your cornerstone player to just random positions just to try them out. Yeah, especially You're when... Doing it, it, again, it, it's deliberate. You're doing it for a purpose. You're not just like for shits and giggles, uh, like you, you're doing it for a reason. 
So Juan Soto is our new right fielder. Like you can just put take that to the bank. And you know, there's left fielders available that you know you you can. They're very good with. left fielders. Yeah, available. yeah. So you know, this kind of gets me. We'll we'll. Well, get this to does this raise the bit. question of who. Yeah, we'll get to it in a little bit. Fielder. But we'll get there. I'm we'll excited. I'm excited for you know what moves they're going to try to make. I like it. Okay, Estrubal Cabrera, Nat or not? So if they didn't bring on Brock Holt, I would say he's back. But they brought Brock Holt and Josh Harrison this year, so I think they take his bench spot and he's gone. And, you know, I'm also fine with that too. Ezreal Cabrera, the fact that he was still decent, still serviceable this year was a, a win in my mind. Mm-hmm. But you've caught you caught lightning in a bottle last year. You caught, you know, a little spark in a bottle this year. And now, a little, little spark. And now it's like don't let him stick around to when like the flame goes out. Just cut the go go full Bill Belichick and cut people before they start sucking. Like stop yeah. trying to like squeeze. I'd be okay either top. way on him. He's thirty four. Cabrera, you know, yeah, I think like thirty seven. No, he's only no, he's only, only thirty four. I would oh be okay God. if they brought him back on another cheap one year deal. He's been he's been serviceable, but, and you having a good serviceable well you know bench bat is not to Ryan's you know. point. I mean. Holt and Harrison are kind of filling that role. You have to and remember they, they that Starling Castro is in the contract as well. Yeah, and they they That's feel true. it. They feel that role better than Cabrera does too. Yeah, well, I'd be okay either way on that. I don't care if he goes. That's fine. If they bring him back on a cheap deal, I'd be fine with that too. All right, at Nat or not, Eric Thames. <laughs> I like that he was completely healthy and they just stopped playing him. <laughs> Well, that, he he got the Matt Adams treatment. Yeah, that that answers everything. He he's gone. He was gone twenty games into the season. And the fact the fact that we're still going to be looking for a power left left handed bat platoon with Sims tells you all that we need to know about Eric Thames. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. How about Matt, um, Mr. Michael A. UFA for the first time. He's only twenty nine. He feels like he's been around for. Ever, but he's only 29 I mean, years old. 20 Andrew Andrew Stevenson just took his job. Yeah, I thought so too. And like you're you're replacing, like he's not as good defensively as Michael A. Taylor, but and September is hard to judge off of. But he's 26. He's making league minimum, or you gonna spend like six or seven million dollars to re-sign Michael Taylor? That that choice is pretty clear. Michael Taylor gone this year. I don't know. Not- well, I don't know what the increase is. You know, because I think Michael A. Taylor is under arbitration still, right? Or is he an unrestricted free agent? He, no, he's a UFA going into this, this oh, offseason. See ya. Yeah, no shot. Yeah. No yeah, shot. Yeah, I don't think so. Now, the way Stevenson was had a, had a nice little run at the end of the season, I think that was the that was the final nail on the that, coffin that, for Taylor. Yeah, that's what you – you know, that, that production from Steve-O isn't going to be sustainable or sustained. But, you know, just that flash was enough to, like, quell any concern about – a third, well, hopefully a fourth outfielder. Uh, Steve-O can hold it, but also was it Rizzo or Davey that had that kind of like vague comment about another young guy who's probably going to be on the team next year? That was their top scout. Yeah, and people think it's what, De La Rosa, right, who's an outfielder? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think Matt's time here is is complete. And I am so happy. I know you are. How about Austin Both? This one's interesting. He'll be in um, AAA. 
Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking is probably he's not going to be out of the organization, but probably not on the Nats. He had a 6.34 ERA this year, and it's a 5.11 career, but he is still under team control. So he's, I don't think they're going to let him go, but he's definitely not earned a spot in the rotation. Yeah, so he's, he's 28, so like he's not young, but he's still an arm, so he's going to be in the system. He'll be, he'll be in AAA like doing well they're like oh maybe we still have it in him but he's done agreed all right sean doolittle sadly gone yeah i mean even his wife aaron i don't know how much do said but his wife aaron was basically saying goodbye to everyone on twitter yeah and that that was you know still with games left to be played in the season i know do was done for after the season. his uh after his injury yeah, yeah i know he was done for the season but she was already saying goodbye and you know by all accounts like they're very close and she's very interactive with people on twitter he used to be before nats fan made him deactivate um but you know that is really a huge indicator and plus you know he's gotten worse every single year so he might he yeah. might be done in general he may be, and it's like, you know, everybody likes him personally and likes him as a guy, but I mean, mm -hmm. if you, if you take out the personal feelings, like he's got, he's, his velo's awful, he's got no secondary pitches, and he's yeah. 34 years old and oft injured. I mean, it doesn't make sense to keep him. Sean Doolittle is like the one, because you know how, you know, they wanted it with Worth, they want it with Zim, like how they, when they retire, people like clamor for them to come back. I saw one that said when Howie retires, bring Howie back. Sean I that earlier. Did that make our worst tweet of the week? I was looking at that earlier and thought it might. Sean Doolittle is like one of the only players I'd like actually welcome back in like a, a special advisory role. Like that dude has been through a lot. I mean, he was a first baseman and then converted to a pitcher, dealt with injuries, signed a, a contract for not a lot of money, but for, you know, security, won a World Series. You know, that's, that's the type of person that you wouldn't mind. And plus, he's just a good guy. Yeah, he's just a very interesting he, baseball life, not, a lot yeah. to offer as not, an advisor. He's not a criminal like some of uh, former Nats players. So, um, you know, that's someone I, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> was that a Jason Worth comment? It was. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, that's someone I wouldn't mind back in, in a different role, but not as, you know, a back of the bullpen guy. Can, can we take a slight detour here about Jason Worth? Somebody on Twitter, I, I forgot to bookmark it, so I don't remember who it was, said something about the um, – Phillies missing the playoffs for the ninth straight time, and they said since Jason Worth broke his wrist, and all the Phillies fans like jeered him and laughed at him and cheered when he got hurt, and he made a comment in the post game about I'm going to do everything I can to make sure they never have a pr another parade down Broad Street, and since then they haven't made the playoffs. So there's some kind of a curse going on there, which I thought was uh, fun. The, uh, that's probably people putting too much like stock into their their own power. It's not like Lil B can't just curse anything willy-nilly. I don't know. If you, can, if you can't curse Phillies fans, I don't know who you can curse. That's all I'm saying. All right, moving on. Kurt Suzuki. Gone. Nat or not? Retires. Gone. I think he's done. How old is he now? I wrote it down. 30, 37. 37. Yeah. He's probably going to retire, I would expect. Josh Harrison. Nat or not? Um, I, think I think he's back. So it, either... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just going to say it seems like a very typical Nat signing, and that's the only foundation I have to my prediction. Either one of Harrison and Holt are going to be back. 
I feel like Holt will get the edge because he can play literally every single position on the field relatively well. Um, Harrison's also lefty. Yeah. And like Harrison's also utility guy, but he's utility guy for like first, second, like right field. Brock Holt can literally play every single position on the field. He even pitches. It's fantastic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah. So now he, he has now played every single position in his career. So I think. Except catcher, right? I thought, I thought he's caught before. I no, I think catcher is the only one. I was actually really wishing that. Right. He's, that he's the part-time catcher now. In that <laughs> last game that Davey would have put him out there for like one batter as the catcher so he could have had every single position. You should have put him out there for like Doolittle. Doolittle only one throws one pitch anyways. That's true. And anyone could catch it. It's 89 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyone could hit it or catch it. That's mean. We're going to move on. <laughs> um, who's next? Brock Holt. We kind of just talked about him. Um, probably back. How about Howie Kendrick? Howie's Howie's interesting. I think so, he's back. I think if, so. if, if he wants to play, he'll be a nat. I'll put it that way. Yeah. He's kind of torn the- on retiring because he said coming into the season this was going to be his last year, but then COVID happened, and he's like, "Well, do I really want to go out on this?" But then he also kind of walked back those comments of, "Do I want to go out on this?" It was just back to the thought that like he may be retiring, so. If Howie wants to play, he'll be back. Um, but I think he retires. Yeah, agreed. I think, you know, if he decides to play again, then that's will bring him back on a one-year deal. Agreed. Okay, Rowenis Elias. Gone. Yeah, I, like, forgot that we even had him. He came over in the Strickland trade. So <laughs> that was a while ago now because that, that was a whole lot of drama. And Rowenis Elias has just been, like, a total non-entity. You just like haven't even really noticed that we had him. Yeah. So gone. Um, Anibal Sanchez. Gone forever. Yeah, I think he's gone. If you want that, you know, cheap fourth option for a year or two, there's other options you can go to, not a 37-year-old guy whose like best pitch is a 67-mile-an-hour changeup. Isn't that, yeah, that's hard to argue with that. I like Sanchez, but. There are younger, cheaper options. I mean, he'd probably come back on a cheap deal, but I, I just don't think it makes sense. They got, you know, that contract was a win. You know, paying that second year to secure him for the first year, you know, it was worth it. So that's really what you got to hang your hat on. But Oh, yeah, you know. and he was spectacular in the playoffs. I mean, he right. had a great, after he came back from that injury, like the last part of the season and then into the postseason, he was dynamite. Yeah, but you got, like I said earlier, you just got to know when to let go. And, you know, with Sanchez, I think you just need to let go. Yep. And there's something about the emotional connection with these guys that the fan base associates with the World Series that makes it tough. But yeah, To an extent, I get. But it's like, you know, when we talked about the Caps a couple It was even before weeks, that, though. Yeah, when we talked about the Caps a couple of weeks ago, TJ Oshie is someone, you know, you can get emotional about because of the cup run. Anibal Sanchez is not someone you really get emotional about because of the World Series run. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like the NLDS game when one. When TJ Yoshi goes to play for the Kraken, I'm going to cry. Yeah, Just NLCS that out game there. one was awesome. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I mean, what else did he really do in the rest of the play? Well, he was, he was very he was, serviceable. Yeah, he was fine. Like. But it's not, again, it's not someone you get, like, overly emotional about. Okay, speaking of people fans are overly emotional about, our next oh one is Aaron God. Barrett. He should go be a used car salesman. Oh, that's mean. That's, he's not good. 
That's fine. I don't think he'll be back, but it still, it was a cool redemption story. I'm glad he got to experience it, but uh, thank you very much. Redemption, really. I think it was just to get back on the field after what he went through is ridiculous. Yeah, after but. he um, threw a pass ball on an intentional walk is the reason why they lost a the playoff game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's all of that. But I don't think he'll be back. Not a Nat next year. And the last one, Ryan Zimmerman. Nat or not? Well, this guy will always be a Nat, but Same is he thing. back next year? If he wants to play, he'll be a Nat. If not, uh, I, I assume he's going to play again. He shouldn't be the starter, but if he wants to play, he should come back because he kind of deserves a little send-off with yeah, fans in the sands. If there's fans in the sands next year, he deserves that. So just put the ball in his court like the Nats did this year and just do it again. Even if it's something like what David Wright got or even what Ichiro got where he comes back for like a series, that would almost honestly be kind of cool too rather than like dealing with her a whole season of, oh, Zim's injured again. Oh, he's injured again. Oh, he's sucking. Yeah, now. or if it's not, if he's not good, and then it just right. leaves a sour taste in your mouth. But I, I do I want to be want able to wish him. Oh a no, send off. I, that's what I'm saying. Like last home stand of 2021, you sign him and you know start him at first base all three games. I'm down for that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Assuming we get to go to any games next year. Yes, this is true. All right, the next segment is going to be fun because I always love these. We're going to go over our season predictions we made at the beginning because we were so spectacularly wrong. So let's start out with, uh, well, our World Series predictions. We don't know if we were wrong yet, but let's go over these. Ryan picked Twins over the Dodgers. In Ryan's defense, he did this because he was going to go Dodgers over Twins, but because Amanda went Dodgers over Twins, Ryan switched it up. Yeah, I the forgot twins that. look really good right now, and the Dodgers were really good. So, uh, toot toot. All of our predictions yep. made the playoffs, so that's something. Yeah, at least we I mean, pick teams. Like, Amanda, I was going to pick the Nats like I, I always say, do. But. Amanda purposely <laughs> didn't go Nats this year, and she picked them in the playoffs, but not in the World Series. And, you know, now her hopes are still alive because of it. There you go. There you go. So and Nick went. So I we got Ryan Twins over Dodgers. Amanda Dodgers over Twins. Nick Rays over Dodgers. So we all have the Dodgers go into the series. Yeah, uh, I still like mine. Uh, it's probably, you know, well they're both the one seed, so it's like the the favorite matchup. But uh, you went chalk. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it was chalk at the time, um, but you. Know, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to mix it up when we do our postseason predictions because I, I, now it is chalk, and so I want to mix it up a little bit. All right. Cy Young predictions. Ryan. Went, I can't even uh, say anything about chalk when these are my Cy Young predictions. <laughs> <laughs> right? Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom. Um, DeGrom yeah. was good until he faced the Nats. Well, DeGrom <laughs> still might get it just because of the pedigree and who he is. Uh, Garrett Cole is not winning it. So Did big old bust him, him throwing a ninety-five mile an hour changeup in his last start. Good lord in heaven! Who, Degrom or Cole? Yeah, Degrom. Yeah, he like, threw. He, he threw one hundred two. One hundred two point two on a fastball, and then like a ninety-five mile. I think it was a ninety-five mile an hour slider and a ninety-three mile an hour changeup. Maybe yeah, it was on, bananas. Was, I couldn't. I had no idea he threw that hard. Like on, I thought, o- on opening day, he threw ninety-seven mile per hour slider. I th- I thought I thought Degrom sat like ninety seven ninety eight, which is still really damn good. But what a two point two! That was like that was the fastest he's ever thrown. And that was that's like from. fireballer reliever like numbers. That's insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like a he's like a machine. It's it's crazy. So I picked Giolito and Scherzer. So that's enough about that. And then Nick picked. Giolito was fine. Hey, hey Giolito's yeah. pitching game one. So. Yeah, I noticed that. That's pretty fun. Yeah, against another Nats prospect, and that's traded. Sigh. Wait, who? And, Luzardo? Yeah, he's going game one for yeah. the A's. Oh, okay. Yep, Luzardo and Giolito. Okay, and Nick picked Shane Bieber and Walker Bueller. I nailed that Bieber one. Yeah, so he got one. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Bieber's been so good this year. I'm going to hang my hat on that one. I was about, again, it was like I was about to go to Grom, but because Ryan picked Grom first, I wanted to go to my backup, and my backup sucked. <laughs> yeah, so I think it looks like it's going to be Bieber and Grom. I think it's Bieber and Bauer. If I'm well, I yeah, don't know Bauer's, Bauer's going to get it. It should be Bauer, but yeah, it's, it's going to be Degrom. I think they yeah, might. It's, they, they it's might the do whole the, pedigree. It might do the character clause on Bauer because a lot of people don't like him. I, I think he's his, I think he's hysterically yeah. funny. He amuses I mean, me. I mean, he's he, a douche, but he tries a little too hard sometimes. He but. does, but he's a, he's actually interesting and amusing. Where so many yeah. baseball players are so vanilla and have no personality at all. That whether you love him or hate him, at least you have feelings about him one way or the other. Did you see uh, where um, Tim Anderson? Uh, hit a home run off of him, and uh, in your blog, yeah, he told uh, Bauer to go blog about or vlog about it, and then Bauer did vlog about it and called uh, Anderson a pussy for not bat flipping. <laughs> yes, <laughs> see, that's so the kind of thing. Like, whether funny. you hate him or love him, that's hysterical. Like, that's so actually funny. fun stuff. I wish there were more of that kind of thing in baseball because it's so amusing and entertaining. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Okay, our MVP picks. Ryan went Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. So did nice. I. If, yep, you did go the same too. And I went Mike Trout and Acuna. So if we voted 35 games into the season, Bryce would have got it. Um, <laughs> if wishes were fishes. <laughs> Mike Trout's going to finish top three, but he's not going to get the MVP. I think it's going to be Jose Abreu. Agreed. So we got that. Um, Acuna, you're close. Just right team, wrong player. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's gonna probably be Freeman. be Freeman. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too, which is okay with me because while I hate the Braves mightily, I actually one. really like Freeman. It's impossible not to like that he guy. Deserves he deserves some recognition. Player. Yeah, he's some, he deserves some recognition for once. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay, so now let's talk about our postseason predictions for now that we know who the actual playoff teams are. Do we want to go matchup by matchup? Yeah, why don't we do that? We'll start with Tampa Bay, Toronto. I got Tampa. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a quick two-game series. Tampa yep. for me as oh, well. Oh, wow. I forgot it's a best of three, so two-game series <laughs> sounds weird. Yeah, that does sound weird. doesn't seem like a series. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland and the Yankees. I'm going Cle Cleveland. Cleveland shocking the I'm world. I'm going Cleveland, too, just because mostly I hate the Yankees and want them to lose. I, but. I think Bieber will top Garrett Cole. The Yankees might win, but, you know, after that, the Yankees have no one. So I think it heavily swings into Cleveland's favor because they have, you know, a plethora of pitchers to go to. I mean, Tristan McKenzie's out of their bullpen right now. So Yeah, that's nuts. Well, then that becomes a Tampa Bay-Cleveland series in the ALDS, which would be fun. Oh, oh well, we're, we're, not, we're not there yet. Don't get ahead well, of Well, that's ourselves. if those two, that no, would be I know. the matchup, right? Okay. Uh, yes, but we're All going right, Minnesota and Houston. Minnesota. I'm going Twins as well. Yeah. If Verlander was healthy, I'd probably go Astros, but he's not, so I'm going Twins. Yeah, F the Astros. Oakland and the White Sox. Uh, White Sox is, is three. 
This I'm going White Sox as well, but man, Oakland is good too. This is going to be a fun series. This one is tough. I, I, I think I'll go White Sox, but it's not because I'm on the bandwagon necessarily. I think it's just they they edge out the A's. I like the A's a lot, so I do too. I do too. I almost went A's here, but I really I think the White Sox are going to pull the it White out. White Sox look so good. They really they look so do, good. and you know there's going to be so much excitement for them because it you know getting getting to where they are is such a shock. Yeah. All right, let's go wild card on the National League side. Dodgers and the Brewers. Dodgers. So you know how in the Dodgers. NCAA tournament every year there's that really good, feel-good school that gets like the 15th seed and just gets yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. dominated? That's what yeah. this is going to be. Yeah. You're going every- Milwaukee. No, 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 no. no. Dodgers no, are going to blow them away. He's <laughs> saying like ev- there's not really people that dislike the Brewers. Like they are a feel-good story, but, you know, they get to the tournament and some people pick them as the upset for fun, but they really don't stand a chance. Yeah. I was going to say, I would be like shocked if ran- anybody picked Milwaukee in this series. It's like that random school versus Kansas every single year. And yeah, then Kansas exactly. wins by 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so we're all taking the Dodgers in that one. San Diego, St. Louis. This one's going to be fun, but I got Padres. I got the Padres on this too. I, I'm torn because Clevenger's not healthy, and neither is Denelson Lamette. So the Padres' number one starter is Paddock, who normally would be fine, but he sucked this year. So I'm all, I'm a little worried. I want the Padres to win, but I'm a little worried because the Cardinals kind of have that, you know, postseason experience, and plus they can roll out Flaherty, Hudson, and maybe Wainwright if it goes three or whatever. So I'll go Padres just because, like, I want to stick with them. I want to see them do well, but – I, I think it's probably 50-50. It would be, be so fun to watch the Padres go a little deeper into the postseason, I hope they too, because they're just so much fun to watch. Yeah, I hope they do. All right. Um, Cubs-Miami. You and Toast-Miami. You think Miami. Miami's going to do it? Yes. They're winning game one. No one is beating Sixto Sanchez. And then from there, they just got to win one game. I think they freaking do it. I, I really do. Mm, I'm taking the Cubs. I, I want the Marlins to win. I do. I want it to be my I really do. But, I, you know, it just feels like the Cubs have sucked for the past couple of years, even though they've made some playoffs in the past since they won, won it all. Um, but I think they're a little bit better this year. So I'm going to go Cubs. Okay, one more wild card matchup here. Braves, Reds. Reds. So the, the playoffs Reds. are all about whoever's hot. And the Reds are red hot right now. You They're don't starting want to face the Reds in October. Their rotation is dirty right now. The way they're pitching, so I got Reds. I got Reds as well. Absolutely. Plus, watching Atlanta go out again in the first round is going to be so fun. I'm yep. going to enjoy that a lot. In the three-game series, too. It's not even a real first round. Yep. All right. So now we're to the division series. So we've got, um, based on the picks we made here, Dodgers – and San Diego, Cubs and the Reds, Twins and the White Sox, Rays and the Indians. Yeah, we all agreed on that. So, oh, well, I guess, did I? We had one, oh, one. the Cubs, well, Ryan went Miami. Miami. Yeah, okay, but everything else we agreed on. Okay, so what do we think Tampa Bay, Cleveland? I got Tampa. I've got I, Tampa I think, going to the championship series. Yeah, they're too. just more well-rounded. Although Indians, I think, Indians are shocking the world. I think Cleveland, yeah, I, w- I mean, I would be surprised, but that pitching, man, pitching is so good. 
All right. How about Minnesota, Chicago? Minnesota. This is We're, tough. It is. I've got Minnesota. I think it's going to be Tampa, Minnesota, and the ALCS. I think I'm going to go Minnesota as well because that lineup is really, really good. Not that the White Sox isn't, but, you know, one through nine on the White Sox or on the, the Twins is just, you know, it doesn't get easy. It doesn't get easy. There's no easy part. There's no part you're looking forward to when facing the Twins. So I'm going to go Twins. Okay, so I've got Tampa Bay, Minnesota. I think you had the same, Nick, and Ryan, you were going Cleveland, Minnesota in the ALCS. Yeah. Midwesterners night dream or whatever, wet dream. Right, exactly. I thought you were making a midsummer night's dream. That's what I was joke, trying to do, but, then, but yeah. I messed up. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so we've got Dodgers, San Diego. And then I'm, Cubs, Reds, or Marlins, Reds. I'm going Either Dodgers. Way, I'm, yeah, I've yeah. got Dodgers, and I've got Reds, no matter whether it's the Cubs or Miami. I got I got Dodgers, Reds winning. I, like, have I, was, I have Dodgers, Reds as well. I want the Padres to win so bad, but I don't know. Dodgers are way too good and way too deep this year. Okay, so that gives us Dodgers, Reds, and Tampa Bay, Minnesota, or Cleveland, Minnesota. And then who is going to the – I've got Minnesota advancing and the Reds in the World Series. And the Reds – yeah, I think Reds, Minnesota. I'm sticking with Tampa. All right. And then the Reds or the Dodgers? Pass. Yeah, you can't pass. I'll go Dodgers. I just – you know, in a short season, they're the team best set up for success. They added the best – Second best player in baseball. Um, yeah, so I, I want the Reds to win. I think they could win the best, like, three-headed, uh, like, pitching rotation left of these four. So they could, but uh, I think it's Dodgers. So I'm, I lied. I'm sticking to my original pick. I'm sticking Dodgers, uh, Tampa, just like the NBA Finals, Florida, California. Oh, there you go. All right, Brian. I was looking at my one I put on Twitter because I'm officially Red Shack now. Mm -hmm. I'm debating <laughs> if I want to go with that. I know, or right? Be realistic <laughs> here. <laughs> you think the Reds can't beat the Dodgers? I think the Dodgers are such a juggernaut, but I think the Reds are going to do it. I don't know why. I have this feeling the Reds are like a team of destiny. They're probably know. losing the wild card to prove me wrong, but. <laughs> um. Sorry, I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going I'm Minnesota go, and the Reds. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dodgers. I think Dodgers in the seven-game series. It'll be Dodgers Indians and Dodgers win. Dodgers Indians and the Dodgers win. All right. What's your final prediction? Who wins it, Nick? <sighs> Originally, I had Rays over Dodgers in seven. I'm going to go Dodgers. I just I just have a feeling. It's just like one of those years where it just feels like the teams that have suffered are just going to, you know, get thrown a bone, and I think the Dodgers are that team. And then Kershaw's one ring in the Hall of Fame is going to have, like, an asterisk in a lot of people's minds. That's a good, that's a good side story. I'm going Reds to win it all over Minnesota. Reds, Minnesota would be MLB's worst nightmare. I know, right? It's just all Midwestern. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be fun. I do think it's probably most likely to be the Dodgers, but just to be different, I'm going to go Reds because it would it would be really fun to watch the Dodgers get their hearts broken again in the championship series. And I don't know. I would just I feel like the Reds pitching is so good that mm. they could in a weird year like this. And I think I think they could do it. I mean, yeah, if I'm going fun, I'm definitely picking the Padres to win it all. But I'm, I guess I was trying to decide, like Ryan said, whether to be fun or realistic. And I went realistic. So I'm going Dodgers. All right. Let's move on. What's our next thing? Let me check our thing here. Oh, okay. Bandwagon team of choice. Let's each pick a team to bandwagon for. I know you're Red Shack. So I guess yeah, that's all you got. My press conference was the most watched press conference in the history of press conferences today. It does get um, a lot of press if we're if we're being really <laughs> real. It, it does get a lot of attention every single year. Every single year I do this, like more people care about it than I think would, and it's pretty funny. And yeah, I'm Red Shack. I like yeah. it. I'm so, really torn between going Reds because I kind of really like them, and I I think they could win the whole thing, and I would like to see them do it. And I also really. I really like Toronto, but I don't think they're going to get out of the, the wild card round. So I don't know if I want to have them be my bandwagon because I don't think they're going to go very far. So I'm going to go Reds as well. I'm going to bandwagon Reds. Oh, well, I don't want to, I want to be contrarian and I also just love San Diego. So I'm going Padres. All right, cool. We all have our bandwagons. I know uh, Monty was talking about this on and OPT, I think, on Twitter today. So we'll have to get them to pick their final. I think OPT was Padres as well. Yeah, he I picked the Padres correctly. to win it all. Mm -hmm. Did Monty make who... a decision and I missed it? I don't he know. He said Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, so we've got a few Twitter questions. Let's get to those next. At um, Want Soto says, what are your thoughts on Stevenson's hot stretch to end the season, and which major free agent do you think the Nats are most likely to sign? That's two questions. So... Stevenson's the fourth outfitter. We talked about that. Um, he always does this randomly. Kind of like a couple good stretches, but then he's like bad off of it. Hopefully he's turned a corner. Hopefully he's developed. Um, Marcelo Zuna is going to be a national. Like that, that's going to happen. Um, I really want George Springer, but the fact that they have Juan Soto playing right field, who's the only big outfielder that can only play left field? Marcelo Zuna. Um, who's a power right-handed bat? Marcelo Zuna. Like, the writing's kind of on the wall. It's one of those things where, like, I can really see the Nats actually going out and overpaying for Marcelo Zuna, which, like, he's my choice B, but he's also really good. So if they signed him, I'd be really happy. So I same game Marcelo Zuna. I, can I was going to say Real Muto. Daddy coming home. I, I mean, I would love that. Um, I can see the Nats doing something similar to what the Reds did, so... Obviously, if you rewind to this past offseason, Donaldson, Rendon, and I guess Moustakas was kind of that third guy as far as uh, third baseman go, and everyone thought Rendon would be the first uh, domino to fall, but then the Reds went out and signed Moustakas before Rendon and Donaldson signed. So I can see the Nats doing something like that where they sign Ozuna before, let's say, like Springer signs. Um and you know trying to quote unquote go and get their guy but i agree with ryan like if they do sign ozuna i think it will be an overpay but i'm okay with it because our realistic window is only one maybe two more years just you know based on our pitching so um you know if you do another contract like of old where you pay you know 
overpay so that way you get them for the front half of the career and you just accept or uh, the front half of the contract and you just accept what happens in the it's back it's going to be half. an albatross at the back right. end and you just know that yeah, going but in if we can get another world series out of it then obviously it's all worth it but you obviously you have to spend that money to try to uh, repeat or get another one before the window closes okay at truck 2112 says, what is your dream but realistic lineup for opening day 2021? So this actually kind of dovetails nicely with that last question because do they have Ozuna? Do they have Real Muto? So my lineup, Springer. this is me going, sorry, make sure I have that position. Um, <laughs> it, with the DH, because that's still uncertain for next year, um, Trey leading off in Soto, Marcel Ozuna bank third, DHing. In left field, Jack Peterson catching James McCann, Starling Castro playing third base, nope. Zim and CJ Crone splitting first, then Garcia and Robles at home. Hmm. I see there's no Carter Keyboom in your dream lineup. We will get there. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Um, very similar. You know, my dream uh, lineup includes Real Muto. My realistic one does not. Um, but I think you can dream is George Springer. Sorry. I'm done now. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Um, but you know, my sort of realistic sort of dream one is, you know, somewhat like Turner leadoff Soto, uh, and then maybe like Ozuna. Um, and the, those are your three in life. The, the rest of the lineup or like the batting order can shape out however it shapes out. I think James McCann is someone you need to target, um, uh, similar to what I said, said about uh, Ozuna. That's someone you can like go sign before Real Muto signs, so that way you can steal him from you know like let's say the Phillies are going after Real Muto and their backup is James McCann in case Real Muto goes elsewhere because Real Muto hates the Phillies now. Like you can steal the Phillies backup backup option before they lose their primary option. Um, so. I would like them to get James McCann, but yeah, uh, Castro still slots in. I would like to see Garcia in a starting spot next year um, and then mm -hmm. have someone like Brock Holt or Josh Harrison be there to, you know, fill in as needed. Um, Castro third base, like I said, Robles in center. And then someone like, yeah, I'm fine with Jock Peterson filling that other quarter outfielder role and then, you know, DHing with Ozuna, something like that. Yeah, I have to agree that I think Ozuna is probably going to be an ad. I think that's going to be their primary target. I'd love it if they would go get both Ozuna and Real Muto, but I don't think that's probably in the cards. So that yeah. would be in the realistic lineup. I think there are other options for catcher. And if you get a big bat in Ozuna, then you can probably do without, you know, what you'd need to pay to get Real Muto. But they do need, they, they have got to get a big bat to hit behind Soto. They just have to. Yeah. So I don't be, know. It's got to be your primary target. It has to be the so, biggest number one priority. I, I tweeted this out. They can go out and sign like Bauer, a couple relievers, and like have a really great pitch rotation and then sign some other people to fill in. None of those moves matter if they don't get a power bat. Like yeah. if they don't get protection yeah. behind Juan Soto, it's over. Like Soto got intentionally walked 11 times in the month of September. That was the third most in the entire decade, and the last two people who got like intentionally walked that much were Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera in their prime. And then I think Barry Bonds was like 15. So like 
like 11 intentional walks in a month is stupid. You do that over the course of entire season and it drastically ruins his entire year. He yeah, and he still and he still hit for freaking fantastic average even exactly. with all the pitches he wasn't seeing. Yeah, they, it has to be their number one target. I'd love for them to go get Bauer. I mean, I'd love for them to beef up the rotation in the bullpen, but like you said, nothing matters more. Nothing matters more than getting a bat to protect Soto. Okay, what's our next one? From Crowley Aunt Marga says, I don't think Keyboom showed us much at third base. Any trades or free agent options for 2021? Seems like maybe Castro. So my favorite listener, Margaret. Margaret. Number one in my hearts. <laughs> Keyboom's not ready. No. He showed that he's not ready at all. If you look at the third base and free agents, they're not good. Um, I think Justin Turner is the best one, and Justin Turner is 37 years old. So no thank you on that, especially when you have to get younger. So Let me ask you this about about him is with Keebum. Do you think he's not ready, or do you think he's he, not he's good? The B word out there, but is he a bust, or is he just not ready? No, I'll I mean, say he's not ready. Some, some, some prospects just take a long time. I'm not saying he will ever get there. He's definitely trending towards bust, but, you know, it's been, what, 40 games? You know, I know it's hard to say bust after give such it, a short. I, you know, talking to me, who's like ready to dump anyone as soon as they suck, um, you got to give it a little bit more time. But also, I wouldn't plan on Kibum as your third baseman of the future. Which um, is is brutal when you think about the trades they turned down to keep that kid. Exactly. But that's a whole different conversation. But speaking of trades, this is my my absolute dream. You, I. And again, I don't know how this works with the, the salary cap. You might not have much depth. You trade Robles for Arenado. He opts in. You sign Springer to play center and just accept. So it's a great idea. Um, if, they trade, if they trade for Arenado, they'll have like less than $10 million left. So, so Springer takes a team-friendly deal. <laughs> because the Astros love the Nats so much that exactly. he would certainly do that. I mean, Will Harris wore a District of Champions t-shirt like the day after he signed here. So, Yeah, that's true. And he's been great. I mean, also, if we're, you know, well, we're talking about trades, I'm shopping Patrick Corbin this offseason, if we're being real. Wow. You would do this year, not after 2021? I mean, I would do it whenever. You can shop now, and if you don't get an offer you like, just hold on to them. But, you know, if some team wants to pay up, shit, why not? Oh, bad word. Yeah. It's a bad word. It's not even late night either. Can't make it. I know. You ain't got no excuses. Yeah. All right. What's our next question? Is from at R64 says, if Strauss stayed healthy and Soto plays the whole season, do you think the Nats make the playoffs? Soto playing doesn't really make an impact. Um, he's just one guy in the lineup. Strauss is interesting because he will replace both, and both was god-awful this year. But well, I they finished five games back? Yeah, I think yeah. they make the playoffs if Strauss stays I don't think healthy. they do. You think they don't make the playoffs next year, even no, if Strauss I, is healthy? No, this no, roster was this so pat, bad. This past year. Oh, you're talking about this year. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I still don't think that they would have. I don't think that would That's have been tough. enough. I mean, you know, you're basically at, I agree with Ryan, Soto doesn't make a huge difference. Maybe you win one extra game. Um, but, you know, the real thing with Soto is that 
it wasn't really Soto. Once you benched Adam Eaton or once you got rid of Adam Eaton, that's when we started winning games. Yep. That wasn't a coincidence. What was our record without Adam Eaton? Like 12 and 2? They had a 667 win percentage without him in the last two years. Yeah. The last three years, whatever it is. And, and you know, that, that's just a statistical fact, you know, to back up our hatred of Adam Eaton. Uh, but with Strauss, you know, Strauss versus both, you know, that, that difference in war. That's a big drop off. insane. So it just depends. It's a matter of what Strauss you get. I think Strauss would have been similar to what we saw from Max and Corbin. You know, some good starts, but overall not what you would expect. So I still think they miss just barely. It's an interesting sub, an interesting uh, question. Yeah, I like it. All right, next one from at Drew Chesh says, starting rotation in 21, does it include Fetty, Ross, Sanchez, both a free agent? So here's, here's their rotation, right? This is what's going to happen. It's going to be uh, Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, Steven Strasburg, Kevin Gosman, Joe Ross. Gosman. He is actually very underrated. He's and he's gonna be, he's gonna be cheap. Like for a number four, his numbers are pretty good. And he'll also get like a um Anibal Sanchez like contract. So he's 30, came off a year where he had a war just below one for a pitcher. Um, I was trying to pull up his statistics. Give me one second as I mean, the page is loading. You can also yeah. just sign Trevor Bauer to a That's six, what I'm saying. $6.9 million contract, and you'll take it. Well, if you sign Trevor Bauer, then you realistically can't afford a power bat. So pick your well, Yeah. No, I'm saying because Trevor Bauer will take a $6.9 million contract. So. Or a 4.2 contract. Yeah, 4.2. No, but I mean, mm-hmm. Kevin Gosling's really solid. Um, I like him as a four. Yeah, and if you're going to sign, you've already got your three big, you know, your first three starters. You don't want to pay what you'd have to pay Trevor Bauer for a fourth starter. I mean, if you actually traded Corbin to somebody to, like, get prospects or some good major league pieces, then I would say you get that off your books. You go after Bauer, but you have to go after the power bat before you get another big pitcher. I can see someone like Taiwan Walker, too. He's 28 and, you know, dealt with some injuries this year, so maybe he takes a shorter deal two-year, $24 million, something like that. Um, so I that, that's I an interesting one. I wouldn't hate it. Or or um, Mike Miner, a lefty. He's a little bit older, but, again, you could do similar. Mike Miner would remind me of, like, what they did with Doug Fister. Like, it would be cheap, but maybe he could eat some innings. Yeah. All right, last one is from at Oleg Kavacha. Options at catcher to pair with Jan. Okay, it's man. actually pretty decent options. Um, I have the free agent list ahead of me. They can go big and get Real Muto, but the fact that Gomes is going to make $6 million next year, I don't think they do that. So they can get someone like James McCann, which is the second biggest name, or they can go a little cheaper and get like Alex Avia. Avia um, Mike Zunino. Yeah, I was just about Sam, Jeff Mathis, Tyler Flowers, uh, people like that, someone who can just basically play just 81 games with them, split time, and you basically just have what they had with Suzuki and Gones for the last two years. So the question is going to be whether they just full-blown and send it and get a certified backstop for the near future or just keep doing their platoon they've been doing the last several years. Or you save your money and you sign Freddie Freeman in uh, next <laughs> Oh, my God. The meltdown on Braves Twitter would be epic. 
I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. I'm here for it too. It would be very similar to the Nats Twitter meltdown when Harper signed with but <laughs> just listen to some of the names like year after next. Uh Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo, uh, I mean Matt wow. Carpenter, uh Nolan Arenado has his opt out, Chris Bryant, Eduardo Escobar, Francisco Lindor, Hobby Bias, Carl Correa, Corey Seager, Trevor Story, uh Conforto, Tommy Pham, Starling Marte, uh, Schwarber, Cindergard, um, Kershaw, Scherzer. Berlin. I mean, these are all order. Berlin That's a hell of a free agent class. And then Kenley Jansen, Brad Hand, uh, Familia. Yeah, I mean, that's – oh, uh, Iglesias, Osuna, Zach Britton. I mean, that next free agent class is something fierce. So you probably don't want to totally deplete your resources this coming offseason. I mean, offseason. but at the same time, I wouldn't mind it because it's hard to waste 2021 to look at 2022, especially when you have guys like Max and Strauss yeah. getting any younger. None of us are. Okay, let's do our worst tweet of the week. It's not a tweet. <laughs> just, it was a freaking commercial. I it's, saw it's this the during the game, and I laughed. I said, oh, my God, Ryan and Nick's heads are exploding. Network. Worst sports network in all of sports. So in case you guys didn't see, there is a commercial during the last Nats game where Masson said the Nationals Twitter account was, like, the best social media account in sports or baseball, whatever it was. And I almost had a heart attack because their Twitter account absolutely sucks. I will die on this hill. It's cringe and it's horrible. And they just use the same three captions over and over again and absolutely broke my heart. So shout out to the social media team because they clearly had a rough year and they're really sensitive and they need that boost. So I hope your days remain. Big time sensitive. Big time. All right. What's our one big takeaway? Um, I'll go first. And it's just... Similar to what it was, I think, last week, you know, everything's just blending together, um, where I said it's hard to, like, be into baseball when, you know, I can't watch games. This is similar to, like, my actual team, that being the Washington Nationals. It's hard to be as into them when they don't have a committed direction. And, you know, I go back to the trade deadline again, and, I, you know, I, we talked about it, as Amanda says, ad nauseum. But, you know, when they didn't commit to winning and they didn't commit to retooling, it's hard to get excited because we knew we were destined for the spot we ended up in where you weren't one of the worst teams and got one of the highest draft picks and you weren't one of the good enough teams to sneak into the playoffs or ever really be in playoff contention. You're just stuck in limbo. It feels like we're, you know, the angels now where we're just destined to go 78 and 84 for the rest of our lives. Um you know, and I hope, I hope, I love talking off season because it's like the only time I get optimistic about the Nats. Um, <laughs> but you know, hope I, springs eternal, Nick. Right, exactly. But like, <laughs> I just want the Nats to commit to a direction. It feels like the Nats have commitment issues. If we're being real, they can't commit to a jersey. They can't commit to a slogan. They can't commit to position players. They, you know, they can't commit to winning. They can't commit to retooling. They can commit to starting pitchers. Yeah, they can That's commit to starting it. pitchers, but, you know, are they, they always the best commitments? Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I guess they have a type. So, you know, it, it just, it's better when your team has direction, even if that direction is tanking, you know, because then you have, you know, you're looking towards the draft. You're looking towards, again, optimism. But, you know, when your team doesn't have a direction, it's just like you're stuck in limbo and it's just no fun. It's Groundhog mean, Day again. Do you mean a letter to the fans from the learners saying that 
Ryan Zimmerman returning and healthy Howie Kendrick is better than any free agent acquisition they could have made isn't a good direction for you? What's what's that lightning tweet that they tweeted when they got swept last uh, year? No, we don't we want know how you feel. <laughs> we know you don't want to hear it. Yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's how I view anything the Nats say to us. Well, I'm not quite as pessimistic. I do feel like it was a huge missed opportunity, the not selling at the trade deadline. The writing was on the wall. We all knew they weren't making the playoffs. And, you know, you just in, in, a, in a season as short as this one, it, there was never a better time to just go ahead and sell. I know the Nats fan base never wants that, but there was never a better time to do it than now, and it was such a missed opportunity, which is tough to take. But yeah. I'm just very ready for I'm just very ready for 2021 in so many ways, not just baseball. Just I'm hoping that by spring, you know, it, the season's back to normal. Hopefully, fans can go next year. Hopefully, maybe there's a vaccine. Maybe things are back to normal. Kids are back at school. People are back at work. This this whole season for me, I guess my one big takeaway is that this season has seemed for me to be sort of a microcosm of the weirdness that the whole world is going through right now. And as bummed as I am that the Nats didn't make the playoffs, I just like I'm ready for it to be over and everything to just be normal again in the next season. I like how everyone's waiting for 2021 when nothing's going to be different. Nothing's going to be different. <laughs> well, I'm nothing's hoping there's a vaccine. <laughs> nothing's going to be different until All there's right, a vaccine. So October 2021. Yeah, hopefully sooner. I hear you. It sucks, man. It's yeah, hard I mean, to. Um, I agree. Two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you because, like, you know, I still think, you know, whoever wins the World Series this year has earned it. And if you want to compare it to a normal World Series, like, it is what it is. It's not really fair because the teams did whatever they could. They made the most of what they were given. But, like, the, you know, the shortened baseball season has, like, impacted my view on other sports. Like, I'm going through, like, obviously Stanley Cup finals right now. And I'm like, oh, well, the Lightning didn't really win. But then I for, or, are going to win. But I'm, like, thinking about it, I'm like, the NHL basically played a full season. Yeah, like the, they only the skipped like right, 11 the, games or something. The Lightning earned it. You know, if it's Heat or Lakers, the Heat or Lakers earned it. They played almost a full yeah. season. Football is going on like completely normal. It's only baseball that got affected. And it's, it wasn't even really because of COVID. It was because their egos are too big and they were trying to do too much, yeah. you know, with the CBA. But Lest we forget they were fighting about money, not safety. Yeah, exactly. And then once they settled on money, which they didn't even really settle, they completely ignored safety. Right, exactly. Apparently it's an either-or proposition. But yeah, it, it is weird to think that baseball is the only one that feels less than legitimate or less than yeah. earned, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah so agree. My one big takeaway is kind of on this topic. Um, it's that baseball completely played themselves by not pushing back the playoffs by week. I know they had a hard time because of the election. Yeah. But they could have like taken out some off days or everything because right now there's a certain coalition that's like really focused on ratings because that whole we're never watching again um, is obsessed with ratings right now. Well, then will be postseason starts tomorrow and the first primetime game is going up against the first presidential debate. What are more people going to pay attention to? And then after that, they have a potential game seven of the Stanley Cup, and then also the NBA Finals start. So like they're and then the election itself, which is yeah. when all the election coverage. Well, starts I guess happening. they're going to be done at the end of October. Is that the that's the plan, right? They're going to finish 
yeah, the end, the, their regular date, the end of October, but then there's going to be more debates, vice president debates, all that stuff when people's the focus kind of goes off sports and your ratings are going to hurt from it because you're going to be playing primetime games when there's a lot bigger stuff going on in primetime. So you play yourself. Like, I would feel bad, but they did this to themselves. So sucks Especially if it's, if it's the Reds and the Twins. Baseball, also, they also could have owned the summer, and they chose yeah. not to. They chose to, you know, fight over, you know, nickels and dimes rather than owning the summer, bringing attention to the game. And now, you know, like Ryan said, they put themselves against, you know, different in sports and happenings yeah. in the world that they just can't compare to. No, and not only did they did they waste the opportunity to make themselves the biggest show in town when they had it in the summer when nothing else was going on, but then they're actively, you know, up against the things that are, are hard on the other end of it. So it's just like they had the opportunity to do something really great for the sport, and not only did they not do that, they made it worse, which yep. is very on brand. Yeah, it is. Can't wait for, until Manf Manfred's done whenever that Ugh, is. Whenever that is. All right, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, I forgot to mention it uh, when Ryan did a weekend recap, but Alex Cora is 100% going back to the Red Sox. Oh, it's so infuriating. I mean, they're not the loophole. <laughs> God, they didn't even, yeah, I don't even, I can't even. It's so irritating, but you're probably right. All right, is that it? We good? We're good. I don't we're Ryan, good. But I don't either. He's probably playing with his cat. Yeah. <laughs> he left. All right. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> at awhite7877. You can follow Ryan at DC Natchak. You can follow Nick at HalfShotCap, OPT at One Pursuit Takes, Monty at M. Davis Taylor, and the show at Half Street High Heat. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, we will catch you. Are we recording next week? Are we going every other week in the offseason? What are we doing? Uh, we'll go every week throughout the playoffs and then reevaluate from there. Sounds good. All right. We'll catch you all next week. Good night. Later. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team is mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. Let's go, Nats. We've got a game to play. By the early light of dawn, well you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are and bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book Let's go Nats We've got a game to play, we're gonna win today Let's go
how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.